0: Hello and welcome to the Beans Media Diary. We are so pleased you decided to listen in as we've got all of these things coming right up.
1: That night, uh, it was about nine. Half nine I went to the Wigan training ground, met with the manager, met his coaching team, spoke spoke to them in more depth really, and then transferred the deadline day morning, um, got all the papers done and
0: had, had my medical. My name is Joseph Stanley and I am your host. I'm also joined with Foul Faines. In every instalment, we will be joined by a different person in the world of media, sport, technology, and everything in between. So we promise you, there'll be something for anyone. In this episode, we are joined by Tom Pearce from Wigan Athletic.
2: Yes, Tom. Hiya. Uh, I'm good, are you? Yeah, I'm very good, thanks. Sound, sound, sound. Joe, let's let's get this thing cracking, man. I'm so excited for this
0: one. Come so on, let's get started. Right, so um, let's start at the beginning. Then, Tom, how did you like sort of get into football, and then eventually sign for Everton? How did like that happen? What was the process?
1: Yeah, so ever since I was a young boy, about two, three years old, my dad used to take me to the park. Um, it was Winifred Winifred Lane, so town green park as people know, around our ways. Yeah. Um and I used to kick a ball with him every, every day. And then I was playing so sometimes time being at the age of five, was playing just Sunday League football. Um just enjoying it. And then the scout actually went up to my dad and said, like, we we like the look of him. Is he interested in coming come to play for Everton and, and train? Um so obviously as a kid, not knowing what what happens, like my dad obviously was wasn't, so he said, yeah, we'll go down and um, started going down there every week to a place called Belfield, which was Everton's old training ground before Finch Farm. Played for them until I was nine. And then kind of at nine you sign, you either signed like a, a contract, like a two, three-year contract, or um to just say like we don't want to keep you on any longer. Luckily for me, I was I was given a I think it was like a two-year contract till I was eleven. And that meant that I couldn't play in the league anymore. So I had to pack town green in and stuff like that. So it was just Everton for everything. Kept progressing through the age groups until I was 14, signed another two-year deal till I was 16. And then my time to move on from Everton came. Um, that's when I joined Leeds. And yeah, kind of gone
2: from there. That's amazing. So from Leeds, you played for the first team for a little bit, didn't you, Tom?
1: Yeah, so I signed a two-year scholar at Leeds, uh, which was really enjoyable. As soon as I went to Leeds, it was, it was a great club, and I just thought it would be the right pathway for me to get into professional football, because uh, obviously that's, that was my dream at the time. Um, so, yeah, I signed a two-year scholar there, and then after that I signed my first professional contract, which at that point was the proudest moment of my, of my life. That's so cool.
2: My, that is so my
1: cool. Career. Um, and it kind of comes real. So, you're in and around the first team and stuff like that. And then in 2019, I made my senior debut for Leeds um, against Chef Wednesday, which was, again, the best part of my career at that time.
2: Tom, how was that? What was that like for you stepping onto the pitch first time as a professional footballer? With obviously before COVID, fans just chanting. What was that like?
1: It's a surreal feeling, to be fair. Obviously, before the game, I was full of nerves, and 30, you're walking out to 35,000 thinking, oh my God, Like <laughs> it's down to you now. Like No one can help you. It's just you and the rest of your team. Um, but then, once the game started in the first 10, 15 minutes, after the first 10, 15 minutes, then there's kind of go. You kind of just yeah. play your own game and do what you do, really.
2: Just want to take you back to Leeds and the goal you scored against Barnsley. Do you remember that?
1: Yeah.
2: So it was. It was yeah, it was, it was a great goal picked up in midfield, drove against a Barzy defense, bottom left of the goalkeeper. Great goal. Taking nothing away from it, Tom. But I want to talk to you about the celebration. You. You <laughs> did. <laughs> and you know what's coming. Yeah,
1: I do. Um, honestly, couldn't tell you. Um, I just didn't know what to do. So obviously that was in like April time, so. Pictures were dry and stuff. Oh, of
2: course, pictures
1: fault, yeah, yeah. But going through, my <laughs> head, going through my head at that time, I just thought, I need to do something. I can't not celebrate, so I just thought, I'm going to have to do a nice like, slide because that's what these people do. And then I just did it and I just didn't move. I just hit the ground and I just, I just bounced straight back off.
0: <laughs>
1: but it's
2: one of them things.
0: It is, yeah, it's yeah, still though, and it was a screamer as well, so can't kind of complain.
2: So you play for Leeds and then you move to your current club, which is Wigan Athletic. So talk us through what happens in, in a transfer. So is it the manager's decision, your decision, agent? What what happens in that situation? Kind of everyone's decision. So
1: obviously you speak
2: to the club about your future
1: at the club, how much game time you're going to be playing, what he thinks of your stuff like that. And then once you've spoken to him, kind of, You speak to your family and stuff like that. And then your agents and everyone kind of just gets together. And then the clubs will speak to your agents. And then once people kind of know you're available, like different clubs, different clubs will ring up my agent saying, we're interested. Uh, What's Tom's thoughts? What's your thoughts? Stuff like that. And then
2: kind of just goes from there really. Okay. So obviously a couple of clubs come into you. You can't obviously name the other clubs, but why Wigan? Why, why did you choose Wigan to, to join? Obviously, it's a
1: massive club. Um, at the time, Paul Cook was the manager, who's got a great a great record as a manager. Um, and once I'd spoke to him, it was kind of just a no-brainer, really, the way he wanted to manage and the way the club was ran, the way, yes, yeah, everything about it was just the perfect fit for me.
0: Up the ticks, come on.
2: <laughs> that's
0: <the one. laughs> nah that's sick nah, I love Wigan um, I used to go on Watson as well with um, a few of my mates obviously before COVID because it's on our doorstep as well isn't yeah it? exactly where we grew up and stuff and it's a proper like local team for us isn't it like yeah. someone like you proper get behind obviously yeah. I'm a Liverpool supporter yeah. but I'm always yeah. like rooting for Wigan and- yeah Well,
1: if you don't support Liverpool though, I think it's probably Wigan is yeah, yeah, race, yeah. not so,
0: yeah, second yeah so um, obviously, when you went out on loan to Scunthorpe, did you think like going out on loan is a good thing for a player? And would you recommend it, or what's your thoughts on going out on loan?
1: Uh, yeah, I'd recommend if you wanted to play games and and progress your career, then I'd probably say that's the right if it's the right club for you and you think it's going to be the right club for you, then then do it because you're only stopping yourself from getting better if if you're on the bench every week or if you're not making squads through, so once you go out on loan and you're playing week in, week out, then that's when you can really show, show what you're about.
2: No, definitely, yeah. Because we had the, a couple of years ago with Phil Foden, whether he should go out on loan, if he should stay, and look at him now, he's bided his time and he's just banging in goals to City, isn't he?
0: Yeah, he's doing well, isn't he? Very well. <laughs> yeah, he's on fire. He
2: is. Definitely, yeah. So, how does, this like a personal question for me, but how does it work with your time in terms as a professional athlete. So if you've got training that finishes at 10am, for example, and a meeting at 10.30, would Liam, your manager, say you've got to, And Liam says you've got to stay for the next hour. What would what would happen then? Is it basically the manager's decision on where you spend your time?
1: No, so that, that's up to you, really. Say if you want to okay. get better at something or if you want to invest your time in the gym or on the pitch or... It's up to you, really, or if you want to go and watch clips with the analysts, you can do. Oh, yeah. it's your decision, really.
0: That's sick, that, like, the technical side of it. Because, obviously, I played footy as a, as a kid and stuff, and we never, I never really got to a high enough level to, like, look at, like, the analytical side of it. And um, what's, like, the process in that, then? Like, like what's it like watching yourself back?
1: Depends how you play. If you play bad, then you, could, you think... some of the things you think... Like what? What am I doing there? But then, obviously, watching yourself back, you can you can see where you can improve, and speaking with the coaches and stuff, they they'll give you tips on where you they think you can get better, and, and so on. I yeah. suppose
2: that's the same for like I want I want to be a presenter. Joe's obviously acting, so watching yourself or hearing yourself back, sort of, even though it's a bit cringe, <laughs> it still <laughs> helps. It still helps you out, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean exactly. I mean. You'd still be in the same position as me. You'd probably watch your the stuff you
1: do back as well. Um, and when you do good, you feel good about yourself. And when you do something a
2: bit, you're like,
1: yeah. what, what was I doing? <laughs> like, I need, I need to cut that out.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely.
2: So what happens when you when you sign for a club in terms of, like, medical and, and stuff like that? So what happens on the day?
0: On the
1: day, it's a bit chaos. Obviously, it depends when, say, if you sign in the middle of the window, it's not as chaos, but... The last, so my move, low move to Scunthorpe, and then my move to Wigan, were both deadline day moves with hours to hours to go. So when I signed for Wigan, um, so the day before deadline day, Wigan rang my agent, and said we're interested, we want to sign him and stuff. Obviously, I spoke with my agent, and then that night uh, it was about nine half nine, and went to Wigan training. ground, I met with the manager. Met his coaching team, spoke spoke to them in more depth really. And then transferred the deadline day morning. Um, got all the papers done and
2: had, had my medical. All that was fine. And then signed the papers on. I was a Wigan player. So what go what go what, ha, what happens on a medical then? What sort of stuff are they looking for? Is it like previous injuries or
1: yeah, so it's just kind of testing, so kind of testing your your ranges. So like stretching do you do different movements with you see if you've got any like ankle stiffness or any when you go into certain movements if there's any pain or okay. stuff like that. have the MRI scans and stuff like that just to see
0: what's up. Oh I never knew that that's 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 interesting that geez okay obviously then playing football and growing up and stuff and watching the game. Who's like the big sports icon that's influ- influence you the most? Did you say? Um,
1: because some people would be like like why is it him? But so when I was growing up, obviously playing for Everton and stuff at the time, Leighton Baines was the the first team Everton left back.
2: So great surname, such a good surname. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um. So I've always said Leighton Baines because as I was growing up as a kid, I always wanted to do what he could do. Um. Obviously, the way he crossed the ball, the way. He had free kicks, just everything about him. Um, so, yeah, I'd probably say my idol growing up was late in Did you get to train with him at all
2: or anything like that? No, I was too young at the time. Oh, yeah, OK.
1: Yeah, I was only about 13, 14 when okay. he was in the first team. So never got I've seen him around the training ground and stuff like that, but I've never, never played with him or anything.
2: OK, cool. So what about a, a sporting icon outside of football? Have you got like a, a favourite one or something that, that comes to mind? Yeah. Do you know what? I think
1: Floyd Mayweather comes to Money. mind. Because just because the way he presents himself and obviously has that winning mentality and kind of just the way he goes about things, like he's confident in everything he does and he thinks he's the best, not in, like, not in a big-ended way, but like because of what he's done, like he think, he thinks he's, well, he
2: is the best. What's your thoughts yeah. on the Logan Paul fight? I don't,
1: I don't get them two brothers from being on. I don't know what they're yeah, so I, weird.
0: Honestly, <laughs> oh, what are they getting up to? Yeah, it's ah, it, uh, it's a joke thing I think yeah. personally, but they're making money and they're getting views, aren't they? So yeah, just, you know, no. you know. But for me, I can't. You know, I wouldn't want to get in the ring with me ever. You Outside of football and that. Where's, like, what do you do in your time off? Like, what's the thing that you'd like to do? Or, obviously, without COVID restrictions and that at the minute. Yeah.
1: Um. Well, with COVID restrictions, war zone. That's <laughs> <it> <laughs> just, just war Um. But without COVID restrictions, I like my golf. I used to play a lot of golf, obviously, before we couldn't. Um, I was never really any good, but it was just something I enjoyed doing in my spare time because... I I love being outdoors, and that was outdoors, and with my
0: mates,
1: and and yeah. So I'd say golf.
0: Yeah, I think with golf as well, it's like an um, it's sort of like an active leisure, isn't it? As well, yeah. still. Even though you're not like doing mad fitness, but still nice being out fresh, yeah,
1: yeah, as much as it's meant to be a chill sport, it's, it's not chill. It's <laughs> I'd be happy to. So. <laughs> yeah.
2: Don't forget going to Marbella as well, Tom.
0: Yeah, I'm Marbella.
2: I'll <laughs> be top my list.
0: Dropping 20 bombs in Redansk.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so I, I wanted to ask you, you know the sort of football pictures on your Instagram of you playing football? How do you get them onto your Instagram? Do you have like a club photographer that, that sends it to you?
1: Yeah, so we have we have them obviously behind the scenes at, at Wigan or wherever you club behind it. You have media teams and photographers and stuff like that. So they just sit on the side of the pitch and just take pictures and stuff. But it's not only them, it's like photography companies coming in from the outside that take pics as well.
0: What's changed for you since lockdown started? Like games and training, getting cancelled or whatever, or different restrictions coming in, different times, measurements?
1: Yeah. Um, When it first started, started last March, obviously everyone was kind of new to it. And then, like our season just got cut off completely. So, Everyone was kind of confused because we'd never we'd never been involved in anything like that. Whereas no one had, um, so like they were saying, you're not going to be back for a couple of months and stuff. So everyone was kind of in limbo. Like, do we keep fit or are we going to return to football or? So as the times went on, we started doing like different running sessions, which we got seven from the physios and the fitness fitness guys to just keep them fit through through lockdown. Um, and then we got a message saying we'd be back on the twenty fifth of May, so we went back on the twenty fifth of May. Uh, just did like a quick two week preseason, and then literally straight back into the games. Like, wow. obviously you had the restrictions in the changing rooms and stuff like that, yeah. but in the games and, and training, it's just, it's just normal, really.
0: So what was that like then? Like the uh, obviously the short preseason after having you know a couple of weeks off, however long it was off was it like was it harder to play them run a games that you had to play or
1: no I'd say it was harder because obviously you keep keeping fit over the time we were off but it's not the same as training or yeah, stuff like yeah. that so obviously when you go back you've got to get that fitness work up as quick as you can because the season's starting again in what 13-14 days so obviously the first few games back you were there's only like 9 games left the season so you couldn't really have time to get your fitness back up it had to be from game one to game nine, and obviously we came back and we we did well. Yeah, you smashed it. Yeah, we did. We I had was, like, to the table and obviously, what
0: happened with that was an absolute yeah. disgrace. I was fuming. Me, that was so bad. Mm, I'm not going to say much on it. but... in the, um, the league, and then what to, to yeah. happened
1: to us was just devastating.
0: But I can imagine that was because the way he's played. Like my mate's a massive Wigan fan. Yeah, uh, and like he obviously loves his and stuff and. He was saying like, well, I'm fine, we're actually, we're good you know, like, like, and then obviously that happens and it's just a joke. It's a joke ting, you know what I mean? But, you know, what doesn't kill us makes us stronger, hopefully, and come it back, is. fighting back in his done.
2: So you've recently become injured, haven't you? Was it your ankle, Tom? Yeah, or... I did my uh, ankle ligaments about four weeks ago. Okay, cool. So what happens when you come off the pitch? What's the, what's the sort of initial first steps? Does a physio have a look at you?
1: So when I first did it, um I was blocking across and the balls like hit me on the end of my foot and I wasn't expecting it. And it's kind of like my my ankles bent outwards, and then I've just gone down in like loads of pain. And then he comes on, um, he just assesses you and stuff and sees how you are and um kind of asks how you are and can you play on and stuff like that. Um and at the time, because I, I I always want to be playing. I thought, well, I can play on. So I ran it off. Uh, There's only about half an hour left. Ran it off the best I could and then came in after the game and it just went like a balloon. And I was in so much pain. I had to go home on crutches and stuff like that. I just thought I'd just be a little little tweak or something. And then when I got x-rayed, MRI'd on the Monday morning, I think. And it came back that I had uh, three different ligaments had torn so then I was in the boot for four weeks, and I got it off last week.
2: When are you back on the pitch? Then have they have they given you a time yet? Hopefully, about
1: four, three,
0: four weeks. Oh Sam. Yes, oh so, right. yeah, could be worse man. at the end of
1: the season
2: then.
0: Yeah, how's yeah, rehab right. going?
1: Yeah, it's going good. Um, better than we thought, quicker than expected. So no, that's good. Oh, Fingers crossed, you're back man. on
0: the pitch
2: soon. Yeah,
0: you, hopefully, anyway. I was just going to ask. So what what is like a typical training day for you? Then like obviously. Well, what's the thought? Like, what do you do, like per hour or whatever, or what? Like, what's the kind of thing, the thought process?
1: Yeah. So, at the minute, we go in for half nine. Uh, we have breakfast, like chef puts on breakfast and stuff like that. Nice. Um, and then we start training at quarter past ten. Obviously, do the warm up and stuff like that, and then we'll go into the actual session. So, whatever the co- whatever the manager puts on, um, and then we normally finish that about. 12 to so train for about an hour and a half, and then if, if it's well, it depends on the week. So, say, yeah, they Saturday, Tuesday games, so it'll be Saturday game, Sunday off, Monday you'll be coming in recovery, so like spin on a bike, stretching, massages, and then go home. So, you'll be home for 12 that day. Then, obviously, Tuesday you have the game at night, so you're off all Tuesday day, and you go meet, meet the game for like quarter past five have you pre-match and stuff like that and then play the game and then it's Wednesdays off and then Thursdays second day recovery again and then Friday's shape tactics for the game and then Saturday game.
2: How would an away day like look for you? Because as, as a fan I love it because <laughs> yeah. I, you get the pies in get the beers in <laughs> walk it up to the stadium but what's it like for a player? I'm guessing you don't do those things.
1: I wish we could <laughs> <laughs> but. Um, Obviously depends where it is. Say if you're playing in London, you'll travel down. Say if you're playing anywhere over an hour, an hour and a half away, you'll you'll travel down there before, stay in a hotel, get your food, get get everything at the hotel. Um, and then wake up, game day. There'll be like optional breakfast, and then it'll be like pre-match and pre-match meeting at like quarter to twelve. Um, and then obviously travel to the stadium for about an hour and a half before kickoff. Um, if it's an away game say I don't know say we're playing Preston then it'll just be meat at a certain time and then travel to the stadium
2: Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. obviously we, everyone gets the same coach and stuff like that yeah.
2: so what's your yeah. nutrition like when, when do you sort of eat and when do you have your recovery foods
1: so after every training we all get protein shakes and okay. protein drinks and we get lunch at the training ground stuff like that and then kind of outside of football you just have to kind of manage it yourself
0: is it hard like i I try dieting and stuff I need to go back on a diet um but I find it so difficult i like I love the training, you know, I love doing all that, but the diet is so hard like and I can imagine for like a football it's like it is like however long their career is it's it's a hard long time. How do you find it? How do you deal with it?
1: I mean it is tough, but it's kind of something you get used to because um, 'cause I've done it since a young age, kind of over the years I've just kind of got kind of got used to it and obviously i have my, my, my sweets and my chocolate and whatever else um, but I just kind of choose when to have it at the right time
0: what is like your hope for the future now then like what do you like seeing like what you know what do you want to do or whatever
1: yeah I mean I hope my future is obviously in so many years I want to be playing in the Premier League um, I guess that's everyone's dream at professional level um, so yeah hopefully in the next
0: few years I'll be playing in the Premier League for whoever it whoever it may be hopefully it'll be Wigan um, yes. we'll have to Go see <laughs> believe in it and you'll do it man yeah exactly. you, gotta, you you do have a good attitude anyway though I know you're on a personal level as well as and stuff um, you, you will you will get there bro you've got the talent yeah, I think, got the attitude.
2: definitely I think Tom the only thing you need to work on is your celebration and I think, <laughs> and I think, yeah, definitely Premier
0: League football.
1: Yeah, well, I've been working on some celebrations. So when I score, then I, I'll get a couple out.
0: <laughs> yeah, dedicate it to us, dedicate
2: <laughs> So we love to finish the, this podcast with some questions about the past, present and the future. So we're going to start off with the past. So Tom, what advice would you give a 16-year-old Tom Pearce? Advice I would give is, first of all, believe
1: in yourself. Um, don't worry about what other, other people think of you. Only worry about what your friends and your family think of you. Anyone else's, just ignore what they have to say because people will hate on you. People like you, different things. So it's kind of just picking who to listen from. Um, so, yeah, believe in yourself. I'd say be confident and just work hard and see where it
0: takes you powerful stuff but I agree with it all a second question given the choice of any three people dead or alive who would you have as a dinner guest and why
1: tough fun, Um it
0: is the
1: first one would be can I say Gordon Ramsay yeah
0: not had him before I did not, not see, that. Did not not see that coming no do you
1: know what neither did I but I'm going to say him <laughs> Um, I'm going to say because obviously I've seen his TV programs and stuff on TV and I just want to know what goes through his head to be that angry at people. <laughs> <laughs> like, what what goes through there head to think I'm just going to go straight for that person. and just uh, It's <laughs> like the idiot sandwich, isn't
2: it?
0: Yeah.
1: It's... <laughs> and also, for instance, show me a few cooking skills because I'm not the best in the kitchen. Yeah.
0: So big good things <laughs> on Um,
1: My second one would be, I've said him before, I'd say Floyd Mayweather. Um, just because of, of what he's done in the past. Um, what his plans for the future are, um, and just how to, how to have that such of a strong winning mentality that nothing nothing really phases you. And then my third person, I'm gonna go with Cristiano Ronaldo, just That'll because be it, He's in my profession of what I do, and he's top two in the world, say, um, for what he's done for, for all his career. Basically, and I just want to, just want to, I just want to ask him, like, what he does on a, like you said before, a- hourly basis. What he eats. What,
2: like, how does he keep himself so dedicated and at the top of the game for that long? That's a good chat So we've got Gordon Ramsay, we've got Floyd Mayweather, we've got Cristiano Ronaldo, and we've got Tom Pierce
0: <laughs> Star studded lineup, up. Huh? <laughs>
2: <laughs> and then uh, last question just to finish off this podcast. Uh, where do you see yourself in 10 years' time? So, what will Tom Pearce be doing in 2031?
1: In 2031, I will be playing in the Premier League, I'll be winning World Cups of England.
2: <laughs> yeah, you
1: are. <laughs> um, and yeah, just seeing what happens from there, really, taking a step by step. Do
2: you know what yeah. I love about what you just said there? Like, some people will say, oh, I hope to be playing in the Premier League, hope to be winning the World Cup. But what you said was, I will be. And that I think just that little change just changes everything.
1: Yeah, 100%. It's just going back to believing in yourself and believing where you can get to and what you can do. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah definitely. definitely. I can't think of a perfect way to end. Thank you so much, Tom.
0: My pleasure. Thanks for having me on. Yes, Tom. Nice one, bro. Thank you very much. means a lot. You're a legend. <laughs>
2: if you have made it this far, thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Beans Media Diary. If you've enjoyed listening, please subscribe or follow. We promise to be super grateful. And if you're feeling kind, please leave a review. A massive thank you to everyone at Beans Media for their help. Make sure you keep an eye on our socials for details of the next episode. Bye-bye.